The following podcast is a Life Dawn production. Hi, I'm Dee Fretwell. I'm an overachieving woman in the world of business living my hashtag best life. I'm also the founder of The Life Dom, and if you follow me on Instagram, you're clear that I'm no fluff and buff bunny. We talk raw dog business, the wackiness of the human condition, and how we can be our best selves while not screwing each other up. No muss, no fuss. Listen up and call in on The Life Dom Podcast. We're going to figure it all out. Or we won't. We'll see. Happy, happy, happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen. We are here for yet another round of the Life Dom podcast. I'm Dee Fretwell. Thank you for joining me. Listen, we all have great ideas, don't we? Some of us have more uh, solid, one could say, I guess, ideas than others. But at the same time, we all know it. We're all freaking geniuses, and we know what we know. And every once in a while, we strike it gold. We have the best idea that we can think of, and we know full well that we could monetize it. There's a decent chance that we could turn that into gold. So what do you do with that great idea? Listen, here's a couple things that we're going to do today, okay? We're going to talk a little bit about how to generate a business idea, how to come up with something great, what you're going to do with that idea, and then what happens when you start thinking about that God-forbidden business plan. Everybody hates them. There's no reason for it. They're brilliant, and we love them. Okay? All right. Let's get started. So first things first. You got a great idea? I love it. You go get them, tiger. So here's the thing. Maybe that idea is going to make you money. Maybe it's going to be something that is going to blow the socks off of everybody. Maybe it even has... I don't know, let's say the chutzpah, to make you a decent income. You could quit your job. You could tell your friends. You're not embarrassed. You want to shout it on top of a mountain. But we got to be realistic, okay? So here's what I want you to do. You got a great idea? That's wonderful. Do me a favor. Mm, Grab your favorite glass of wine. Or maybe you'll like a solid meaty IPA. Maybe you're down for the count and you really want to throw in on some decent, I don't know, let's say gin. Maybe you grab a tonic, maybe a nice tonic water. Shameless plug here. What if you grab like an ever American tonic that only has, I don't know, let's say 30 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 7 grams of something. I don't even know what anymore. It's just so damn good. It blows my mind. doesn't have any of the crap in it that the other people have. Have a few drinks. And then spend the evening getting down and dirty with our favorite, our friend, our bestie, Google. Or Bing. Depends on where you are. Do whatever you got to do. I need you to research the competition, friends. Okay, here's the thing. Your idea, albeit probably goddamn genius, is often most likely not that unique. And that doesn't matter. Sometimes it doesn't matter if you're unique or not. But what does matter is whether or not you know it. If you know that you've got heavy competition in the field, you're going to play a little bit differently than if you think you're the only person out there who's got this genius idea. Fair? All right, we're going to move on. You got this great idea. You've decided to look into the competition. Now you know what you're up against. You with me? So here's the next thing I need you to do. I need you to figure out what the hell you're doing. What kind of service is it really? I know. 
I know. I know. You already told me. It's a fucking rad service, D. Aren't you listening? But, I mean, truly, is it a service? Maybe you're making some new product and you really realize that it's something the whole world has to have and they didn't even realize they couldn't live without it. Please write it down. Write it down. Make it less than, say, I don't know, six or seven sentences. What is that? 50, 60, 70 words at the most? Make it something easy. Squeeze it into that sassy little thing that we like to call the elevator pitch. If you can sell it to me in a way that makes sense, that I know that there's a differentiation between you and everybody else who's doing it, or it's so damn unique that it just stands by itself and demands recognition, I'm going to buy into it. Sounds great. So you've got an idea of what your idea is. Okay, we got an idea around our idea. You have an idea of who your competition is. The next thing I'm going to ask you, and this shouldn't be very hard, should really be pretty close to home. Where are you hosting this business? And I don't mean where are you going to sit on your laptop at night in bed because you're now a business owner and a founder, but where is it? Where are the actions happening? Are you an online business? Were you trying to reach the U.S. market later to go global? Are you, I don't know, on the corner of Haight and Ashbury? Maybe you over here on the corner at Siskiyou and and Toman Creek? I don't know. You tell me. Are you being distributed nationwide? You might manufacture something, say, in Seattle. But maybe instead, you're now going to give it to a bunch of distributors because you're really reaching for stars and you're going to distribute this regionally and then nationally. Right? Okay. Okay. You with me? So you have an idea. You're able to say it in 50 words or less, six sentences at the most, maybe a couple extra for good measure. You know who your competition is. And friends, this is the best part about it. You know where you're going to be selling. And that tells me one thing. You have a damn fine idea who your target market is. Who is your market? Who are you trying to sell to? Don't give me that shit. Don't you dare give me that shit where you say, Oh, I'm selling nationwide. It's a huge market. Because there's two things wrong with that. Karen. I hate that, actually. I'm going to stop saying that. I didn't even really say it to begin with. I don't even know where that came from. Where did that come from? Anyway, I digress. There's two things wrong when you say you're going to sell nationwide. Maybe you've got this really rad, I don't know, shampoo. Shampoo that everybody's ever needed. It's for all hair types or some shit. I don't know. And you have the shampoo that you're just going to launch online because you don't want to deal with brick and mortar. You don't want to deal with staff. And with waiting for people to show up at your door, you're going to strike it online and you're going to sell nationwide. You're going to take everybody's money. But here's what we know. Not everybody's going to like you. And even if they do, there's always a sweet spot. So you got to tell me who your target market really is, please. Okay. Tell me who your target market is. Maybe it's, I don't know, somebody like me middle-aged, sick of the normal shit. I have standards, but my love can be brought. Whoa, I can't even speak anymore. My love can be bought. I mean, can't yours? I've got money. 
Not a ton of it, but I'm spending it, baby. Spending it like this. Making it rain. So why not? Why would I be interested in yours? Maybe I'm in for some change. Maybe the cost of changing isn't that big a deal. You've got high quality ingredients. I like that. I like to live a healthy lifestyle, or at least I tell my friends I do. Right? It matters. It matters. What if instead you're actually trying to sell to, uh, let's say, elderly men who've lost their hair and it's actually for their scalp? You don't want any of that like dry, peely alligator head, right? (laughs) That's disgusting. The visual on that was absolutely disgusting. Maybe you're trying to reach college kids. It's cheap, it's good, it's new, it's got a super cool label. Friends, This is really important. If you know what you're selling, if you know where you're selling to, if you have an idea of who your competition is and you can't tell me who you're actually trying to reach for your market, you're looking at this all wrong. You're looking at this all wrong. You got a great idea. Let's do something with that. Let's go for the stars. Okay, but in order to do that, we got to be really informed. We have to have a damn solid idea. And now I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, D, what do I do? How do I even get there? How do I know? Who am I to say who my market is? And there's a couple ways to go about it. Okay, the first one, first way you're going to start identifying your market is simply to look at your competition. Are they doing something like what you want to do? but they're doing it pretty good and you can see the areas where they're not really succeeding. If that's the case, look at their market. They're killing it. These people know what the hell they're doing and they're selling products, something you really hope you get to do. That's great. You could also buy into some extremely expensive reporting and look it up your damn self. Figure out where the trends are. Maybe you don't want to go after their exact market. Instead, you want to branch out. Find somebody who's being underserved or completely ignored for that matter. Okay? Think about it. You got this badass idea. Who really needs it? We'll talk about marketing and financials and sales strategies down the road. That's for a different podcast. Okay. Okay, now the third and final way, and actually it's not the final way, there's a billion ways to figure this shit out. Most of the time it's intentional, sometimes it's accidental, but this third way has nothing to do with either. It's delegating. Hire somebody to run a damn report for you. At the Life Dom here, we do that for people all the time. It's normally part of a business plan because it's not a standalone strategy. You need everything to build out the skeleton and fill in the guts of the business. That's what the whole business plan is, right? It's like a human body. It's got a skeleton. It's got a skeletal frame. We've got all the organs that go in there, all the different blood and veins and goo and things, intestines and muscles, muscular, I don't know what I was going to say. But you follow me, right? This is why I don't excel in science. I'm so bad at that shit. But we pay attention. We think about it. We find ourselves a little bit intentional with what we're doing. You need to know who you want to sell to the most. And from there, you can build out the rest. You can have lots of different targets, 
but there's always that sweet spot. There's always that low hanging fruit that you know this audience is going to eat it up. And then you're going to prove it to me or to whoever is judging you. You're going to go out into the big, big wide world of the interwebs, look up that shit, find actual data that is going to support your hypothesis that this market actually wants you and find sales data. There's so much data out there. Do you have any idea why they're tracking your shit? Why the minute you say the word light bulb, it shows up on your Facebook or Instagram as an ad? It's because they're trying to figure out what you want to buy. And that's hella creepy, people. It is like (sighs) so creepy. Unless you're trying to sell shit to someone. In which case you're like, hey, you know what? Big brother, that's kind of cool. Can you do that a little bit more? Seriously, because you need that data. So you get the data. It shows where the trends are. What's been selling like some hotcakes? Because we know Ecom blew the fucking roof off in 2020. 2021, not so great. Started off strong, not so great. And then from there... You back into your hypothesis with supporting evidence that you're probably right. And then we're going to figure out how close we're going to get to really refining that market. Okay. Okay. So listen, let me just recap for you. Cause that's a lot people. That's a fucking ton, right? You're just like sitting there in the bath drinking your, your gin and tonic you made with ever American tonic. I gotta really look that up. I think it's seven grams of sugar or something. It's like 30% of the sugar is the normal tonic. And I say this, yes, friends, because they sponsor us. Yes, they do. That's one of our sponsors. You feel the need to go a little keto, but you want to have a little juice there at the end of the night, kick back, relax, run a bubble bath, jump in the hot tub, grab a gin and tonic. Hell, grab a vodka tonic. Or knock yourself out because you're going dry January and you just have a tonic on ice with a little lime or whatever, right? Who cares? Who cares? But what I know I care about, just like the rest of us, is our sugar content. It's carb. It's no carb. I don't fucking care what you're going to do. But sugar's not so great for you. And especially when you're just trying to have a good time, you don't want to be weighed down with the guilt of drinking all that sugar because you know you're getting a headache. You're going to wake up tomorrow feeling like a pile of bricks. Grab an Ever American Tonic, available on Amazon.com, as well as Nugget Markets there in Northern California, select retail locations across the U.S. All right, you got an idea. You got a good idea. You know where your headquarters are. You know who your competition is. You know what's going to happen when you try to define who your market is. And you can say all this to a super hungry investor in just a few minutes because you've done your homework. Those are the first few things you're going to do when you have a great idea. And you know what? Can we just be honest here? We all have great ideas all the time. I like to preface it by saying I've got this super dumb idea. And then I blabber about whatever it is I'm going to do. Be open to the fact that your idea might suck. Like, (laughs) it might... It might suck, you guys. And that's okay if it sucks. That's okay. Write it down. Keep a journal. Keep a journal of all your dumb ideas because one of those ideas are going to be fucking brilliant. And maybe you're just like a natural idea guy. Maybe. Maybe. Or gal. Or person. Or they. Maybe 
you're just somebody who just churns out all the fucking great ideas all the time. It's beautiful. And I love you for it. Not all of us can be so lucky. So write them down. Because you know what might happen? Three, four, five, ten, twenty years down the road, you look back at your big list of dumb ideas and you think, oh, that was a ringer. I just have to tweak a couple little... You know what I mean? That's the sound of tweaking your brain's ideas. And then you're going to go, oh, shit, now I got it. And then poof, we're in retirement. You're a wealthy billionaire. You're giving away money left and right like a philanthropic goddess. You're loving it. Everything's the fucking shit. People think you basically walk on water and you're going to think back and you're going to say, man, oh man, I'm so glad I listened to the Life Dom podcast because T really nailed it for me. Boy, did she ever. She really made me think hard and heavy about it. I was sweating. I could feel sweat dropping off my fucking eyelids. I worked hard at that, you're going to say. You're going to owe it all to me, and hey, that's okay. I'll take it. Or you're going to turn around and think that I told you your idea was really great. It fucking sucks. You go into debt, and then you blame me. So let's just say it here and now. I do not condone anyone's business at this point. (laughs) You've told me nothing. Friends, I believe in you. I think you're going to do great things in this world, and I am just so excited to hear what it is. You've wasted another beautiful 17 and 33 minutes or so. Ah, 17 minutes and 33 seconds. By God, I need to go to bed. Here on the Lifetown Podcast, my name is Dee Fretwell. Sure as hell happy to have you. Hope you're doing great. Have yourself a beautiful week, and we'll be talking again real soon, okay? Take care of yourself. Love and light.